This is the second half of a conversation about affirmative action and reverse discrimination. We talk about the tendency to doubt the qualifications of folks in marginalized groups, misconceptions about the existence of protected classes, and the opposition to affirmative action by people who are marginalized. Can somebody, someone please, I want to hear about these cases where all these unqualified people of color, women, whoever, uh, women of color, unqualified white women are hot all the time over here. But not for all. That is true. That's no lie, yeah. unfortunately. So I want to hear about all these cases, though, where these unqualified folks in marginalized groups are getting these job positions, because I think that's some bullshit. I'm not going to say it doesn't happen. I'm sure it has. I'm sure it has. But to just think that people are picking the unqualified black person instead of all these qualified white people. Like, there's not a way that there's unqualified white people applying and and the black person had more qualification. There's not a way, huh? There's never. Like, every white person that is hired got that job by merit. Yes. That's the idea. Which is not true. We know we don't live in a fucking meritocracy. They got hired because they daddies golf together. Fuck you. They daddies golf together. They mamas knew somebody. Their uncle. They were in the same little pregnancy yoga class. Y'all need to stop. My daughter's looking for a job. My son just graduated. He will be graduating college. Can he intern for you? Yes. Any of that. Like nepotism is a big ass deal. But there's this belief that every fucking white person, no matter where they are, what they're doing, must be qualified to be there. But any person of color, their bona fides must be called into question. Like, I want proof that you deserve this over a white person. And I think that's really what it is, especially a white man, but also a white woman. For sure. I mean, the fact that people default to that how can you even know that like are you looking at people's resumes i don't understand what's going on this is a bullshit thing people came up with when we had to be less blatant with our discrimination but to me it's still blatant it is white people are gonna explain that shit away 365 24 7 i've seen some situations it was between some white folks And I was just sitting back watching, minding my black business. But I was watching the shit go down. And this man, he thought he was the bee's knees and the ant's ankles. Okay. He, you couldn't tell him nothing, but he wasn't in a superior position. And he thought he should be because he was a white man and he did not respect the authority of the women in positions higher than them. Oh, he had no problem with the white men in positions higher than him, but he was very much opposed to taking direction from white women because he was a misogynistic piece of shit. I can attest to this because I interacted with him on a regular basis and I saw how he treated. I heard the things that he said in his mind, all women were unqualified because they were women. It just so happens that the ones that he had the most issues with were white women because those Mm -hmm. were the ones in higher positions. So in that regard, you also have to run into that, like people's personal beliefs of your inherent superiority belief that white people are better than everyone else. There's a good segment of the Christian population that believes that a woman should not lead a man in any capacity. So if you have a female boss and you're like, I don't agree with that, 
because in my religion, women are, are not to be teachers of men, whatever the fuck that verse says, then you'll always have a man in that position who thinks all women above him are unqualified. So that's a personal thing. I've even heard as a disabled person. <laughs> oh, I know where oh. you're going. And I, I believe uh, it. Yes. At the place I work right now, I was helping somebody with their paperwork and um, some materials they were receiving from us. And I walked up to them and I said, hey, I'm going to be helping you. And they were like, oh, you work here? And I said, yes. And they were like, oh, and you're blind? And I said, yes, I had my cane in my hand. They said, that's so nice that they let you work here. Oh, shit. (laughs) That's so nice. Because you couldn't possibly have just gotten this job because you are qualified for it. They let you in. This is a charity case. They just pay you for it. Is it nice that I didn't get discriminated against? That's nice. You know what? And like this, this is the fucking problem. I this. <laughs> it's so wonderful that they didn't think that because you're disabled, you shouldn't work here. Lord have what mercy. is wrong with people? What too fucking much? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> These people do not believe that we deserve to be in their spaces. Somebody did it out of the kindness of their heart, or. Affirmative action. I'm surprised they, well, people only think about race when it's affirmative action. They don't think about yeah, disability, they don't think about sex, other diverse populations. Yeah. So they probably wouldn't, wouldn't have gone there. But you got your job based on affirmative action, Raven. You didn't know? Me too. I've definitely got my job based on affirmative action, not because I was qualified or anything. Inconceivable. <sighs> and then when you try to explain this shit to these people, they really do not understand. How they're being offensive. No, they don't. And I don't know if it's willful ignorance or just an inability to realize that they don't understand the topic of affirmative action. They do not believe the world is as discriminatory as it is because they do not. They don't have regular experiences with discrimination like we do. So in their world, the world is not discriminatory. I get that. It just always boggles my mind. (laughs) The lack of empathy. And the lack of awareness. Mm -hmm. Lack of awareness. Like there are damn near 8 billion people on this planet. You are only living your one life. So we're all living at the same time, having different experiences. In this country alone, there are 332 plus million people. So how can you say that just because I don't experience it, that must mean it's not happening? How do people still hold that They still think that. I don't understand it. I don't know. You can't recognize that there's experiences different from yours? That diametrically oppose diametrically oppose yours and that they are all valid. I've met some racist ass white folks, but I've also met some white people that are not racist. Two things can be true at the same time. Those two types of people exist in the same country. Yes, they're both white, but they have vastly differing ideologies. You know what, though, when white people talk amongst each other. They know they'd be saying some racist ass shit, just like Christians in general, black, white, whatever color you are. They got some bigoted shit to say about a lot of different people in the church, in the church and at home and at their little gatherings. And then when you talk to them about equal treatment and how discrimination still exists, 
they come through with the Pollyanna view, like they pretend as though their discriminatory attitudes do not influence the way they treat people or the discriminatory attitudes that their church teaches. Because maybe you don't got them. Maybe you like certain things about your church and the other people there got discriminatory attitudes and you don't. I acknowledge that that can happen. Yes. You don't think that those people are out here practicing bigotry? I really do think that these people are pretending. It is way too prevalent for me to believe that any of these people are for real. I don't think they realize or they're willing to admit. Yeah, they don't want to admit it. They don't want to admit that their beliefs influence literally everything they do, how they see people, how they interact with people. Even if you're only saying racist or bigoted shit behind closed doors, that doesn't turn off when you walk out no. those doors. Everything you do has that. It's like your phone searching for a signal. It is always running in the background. And unlike Wi-Fi, you can't turn that shit the fuck off because it permeates everything you do. So for you to sit here and believe that to take it back to affirmative action, that there are people who live in a racist society where racism is as prevalent as oxygen and discrimination rather, because it's not just racism, but discrimination and bigotry of all types is as easy to come by as fucking oxygen in this country that somehow or other, when it comes to hiring, when it comes to admissions, when it comes to anything of that nature, people are going to be able to turn that off or make sound, just unbiased decisions even in spite of bigotry being everywhere in every aspect of this culture. Like somehow they're supposed to overcome that in those moments. No, it doesn't stop. It's always there. And these people are the ones you can talk about policies all day, but people carry out these policies. And changing laws does not change attitudes. It doesn't. Not directly. It does not magic racism it, away. Thank you. That's it, it. does not magic discrimination away. People no. just find a different way to do it, like we just showed you. You're right. I need to talk about this term, protected classes or protected characteristic. We got to break this down. I'm not coming through with a definition for this shit because I don't give a fuck. <laughs> protected classes is something that exists on paper. It does not exist in reality. And this is another thing that people don't understand. Our legislation is there so that you can make it seem like we have protected classes over here. But people, first of all, you got a bunch of people who don't even know what the fuck the law is, including law enforcement, especially them. And they know that a lot of these laws are not enforced. A lot of the laws as a part of affirmative action legislation, especially when you got a disability, you'll encounter this all the fucking time when you have a disability. I mean, I'm sure wheelchair users encounter this constantly. As a guide dog user, I encounter it on a regular basis. People are not aware of what the law says, and they do not think they have to comply. And then there's been plenty of folks who will contact the police and the police aren't even aware of what the law says. They don't even know because you don't need a legal studies degree. You don't need to be pre-law to be a police officer. You don't even need half the education that a lawyer has in order to become a police officer. That's just what the fuck it is over here. That's true. In the U.S. 
I don't know how long police academy is, but I know it ain't it ain't super intensive. No, as it's far not. As lawyers and law and stuff goes. So people actually do not protect us, and and as we just showed you, they look for every fucking opportunity to undermine the legislation that's in place to protect us. Because the law has no teeth. Like the penalties for breaking it are not really there. Mm-mm, yeah, you not. can maybe get sued, but then they'd have to prove it. And most people, they don't have the money. And unless you can find a person, a civil rights lawyer is going to take your case or whatever. But I mean, that's a long shot as well, because they also want to get paid. They're not doing the shit pro bono. You can hit up some people in law school who aren't lawyers and have them argue your case. You don't need a lawyer to argue your case. Well, okay. There is that I'm just option. throwing that out there. I'm not saying that every law school student is chomping at the bit for unpaid work now, okay? Well, especially not now. People are uh, starting to really oh, find the no. whole pay me what I'm worth. And I, I fuck with yes. it all day. I'm not saying take advantage of people, but I am right. saying that is a possibility if you cannot afford an attorney. But that financial aspect is a burden on most and time and proof and so much more. And that's another way in which we're not protected. Yeah. Because legal services are incredibly expensive, especially when the less education you have. And this goes for any service. Okay, this is not just legal services. But the less education you have about a service you need, the more you are going to have to pay somebody else. Mm -hmm. Right. And then when you don't have that education and you don't have the money. There is a massive time investment then when you decide, okay, well, I'm still going to go through with this lawsuit and pay as little as possible. You still don't have to pay. Um, mm-hmm. That time investment into educating yourself is massive, especially when a bunch currency. of these books are using terms. <sighs> they make it so, so fucking difficult. And it's on purpose because it's supposed to be like for legal They want to make you give up. They do. That's the whole purpose of it. I don't care what anybody says. I agree. When they overcomplicate situations, they are banking on people's... They're banking on you running out of bandwidth. Yes. There you go. That's what they hope for. That's what they want. They set it up that way. Mm-hmm. You already mm-hmm. don't got a lot of it, too, when you're going through instances of discrimination all the fucking time. Yep. It is soul-sucking. I mean, even when I've experienced rideshare denials as a guide dog handler, in those moments... In my mind, it's just like that person does not see me as a human. It hits me all over again. Like, I know that society doesn't see me as a person. I know that. Yeah. I'm not thinking about it all the time. But when you're confronted with it, I'm just like, damn. Society does not see me as a person. Nobody gives a shit that this is happening. At least not enough to do something about it. Right. And something of substance. Something Mm. of substance. I've been there. So when you experience those dismissals of your humanity right that's the last thing on your mind like i'm gonna make them pay you're dealing with the fact like damn i'm emotionally overwhelmed right now because i've just been reminded of what i already know but it has been thrown in my face that people don't see me as a person on top of that dealing with that emotional fucking trauma turmoil and then you can say oh i'm gonna go and i'm gonna fight this in court when you know that majority of the time these things are not gonna change and they'll use it against you in court too they'll use it against you in court. however emotional you get yeah. we got an episode coming up about righteous anger because oh no uh-huh. but they'll use that against you and if you're disabled especially if you're blind if you're blind 
They will make it seem like you don't you don't even know that the earth rotates. You don't even know if which way is up because you're blind. How no. can you know anything? But the point of this to bring it back to yes, uh, please. affirmative <laughs> action just really is that it's protected classes, protected characteristics on paper only. There's no real protection in real life. And when people actually do allow you into their space just because some folks are good people, some of them. Yeah. Um, and then they will allow us in and not take into consideration that we are black or a woman or disabled. There are some people out there like that. But I'm tempted to say it's a fluke sometimes because the rate at which people discriminate is so frequent. It's interesting because we experience it a lot in the disability community, but mm-hmm. definitely in the blindness community. There'll be times where we're talking amongst ourselves as blind people and we'll have the stories where, you know, sighted people actually didn't treat me like shit. Like when you come across those little things, they stand out because they're yes, so rare. It does stand out. I went to a coffee shop and I was like, hey, where are your straws? The dude behind the counter gave me perfect directions to finding the straws by myself. And I was like, huh, people don't usually do that. No. As a disabled person, I'm just like, wow, somebody just treated me. Like, I am an able person. And that's why (laughs) sometimes I just think it's by accident. And it's not. Like, those people, I do not think they realize how impactful they're being, but they don't Mm. intend to be, right? To them, they actually happen to see me as a fucking person. Capable person. Yes. And they they don't look at your disability and automatically decide you can't do anything. I have to do everything for you. Right. They're giving you the chance to fail. Essentially, that's how I look at it. It's sort of like innocent until proven guilty sort of thing, right? They're oh, like, oh, sure. no, they can do it. And then if you need help, then I'm like, oh, okay. But yes. it's giving you that, that autonomy, that respect, like person to person. Like, I've never seen it when any of my side of family have asked for directions. People don't come around the counter like, here, I'll walk you there. No, they, they never just, do that. <laughs> because it's assumed that if I tell you where to go, you'll be able to get there. So when the dude gave you instructions to the straws by yourself, he assumed his instructions would be good enough to get you there and you wouldn't be able to do it. Now, if you were having issues, most likely he would have come around and helped. And, and there now- was a time like he described the container that the straws were in. So I was looking on the counter and I found something and I first I grabbed it and he was just standing there watching me. And he's like, not that like, right. And I'm just like, huh. This person knows they can communicate. They didn't have he didn't have no discomfort with communicating with me. He didn't feel the need to come around the corner and be like, oh, God, she can't fucking find them on the first go. So I he didn't do that. He just stood behind the counter. He watched me to make sure that, oh, yes, you're grabbing the straws, whatever. But to me, that moment, though, is worth celebrating because so many people don't they can't communicate with us for whatever fucking reason. They don't think we can do for ourselves at the first sign that you are doing something incorrectly or going the wrong way people freak the fuck out they lose their shit but as far as like jobs go how's this for fucking discrimination i mentioned this before about when the lady asked me in the lobby how blind was i i was waiting for an interview that's straight up fucking discrimination on the basis of disability Mm -hmm. and people think that's okay though that's that's the fucking thing yeah we got the ada But people still think it's still okay, and I think it's promoted, to openly discriminate against disabled people. Mm -hmm. That is very acceptable. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying for folks in other quote-unquote protected classes, I'm not saying that 
there's not open discrimination toward other marginalized communities, but disability is the one that affects my life the most. So that's the one I can speak to. And people do not find it problematic at all to openly discriminate and degrade people with disabilities. So I've got two things to say. One is about discrimination against disabilities. And the other one, this is a statement of mine, that being Black and blind in the workspace, I feel like people think I'm I'm like doubly stupid. Like, oh, you're Black, already a point against you. And then you're also blind, another point against you. So it always kind of feels like that's how people see me. Is that truly how they see me? I'll never know. They say some shit to us, though, that makes me think that. And I remember on our first episode, you had asked me, how could I tell the difference when I was being discriminated based off of either race or disability? And I'm like, there's a flavor to it. But really, it's the words that people use. I think they just do double duty a lot of the time. Well, there's an overlap, right? This is one of the things we brought up in our episodes on Black feminism. We talked about multiple jeopardy and we talked about overlapping forms of oppression or you can talk about overlapping forms of discrimination. Right. Right. And I don't know, as a working person who is both black and blind and a woman, I feel like being a woman is probably the least of my problems because I'm surrounded by other women. Oh, yeah. I work in a woman dominated workplace. Yes. So being a woman is a non factor. But being black and blind, I really honestly feel like people are like, oh, dear God, who let the idiot in to my other point regarding discrimination? There was this guy, and I don't remember the court case, but it was within the last 15 to 20 years. He was blind, and he wanted to apply for this job, but I can't remember if it was a truck driving job or something, but it said you needed a license. I think he won the case because it said you needed to be able to drive, and he was like, that's discriminatory. I can't remember if it was a driving job or if they just said you needed a license for the job. That second Because there are so many jobs like this, though, y'all, where Mm -hmm. actually you do not need to be able to drive in order to do certain jobs. But they put that in there there. as a way of discriminating. Just like the whole, if you have to be able to lift 20 pounds, and majority of office settings and stuff, you're not lifting that. And if you can't, Nine times out of 10, you can find somebody else who can't, right? But the thing is, is they put that in there and that is a legal form of discrimination. And do not come through because somebody has actually um, tried to rationalize this bullshit and be like, well, they're just saying you need a form of identification. Then say that. Say that. Because there are state IDs and other types of legalized IDs. Doesn't have to be a driver's fucking license. I want to talk about opposition to affirmative action. We're going to we're going to dig into it. And I pulled an excerpt from a web page about affirmative action. It's actually the same place that we got our little explanation of what it is. So here's the excerpt. As the original segregation and disparate treatment that led to the creation of these laws has faded. More and more people have called for the abolition of affirmative action. Many have pointed out that selecting someone primarily on the base of their membership in a protected class than on their actual qualifications can be counterproductive to society. 
Members of protected classes have even begun to call for the abolition of affirmative action, saying that it creates an assumption of lack of qualification and preferential treatment that robs minorities of the respect of their peers. (laughs) Another problem is the creation of so-called reverse discrimination in which non-protected class members are actually passed over in favor of less qualified diversity candidates. Where? Listen, this whole reverse discrimination thing, I already said it, saying it again. This is nonsense, especially since discrimination is discrimination. But the people in these so-called protected classes who think that affirmative action legislation is responsible for creating this assumption that we are not qualified and receiving undue preferential treatment because affirmative action does give us preferential treatment. The same preferential treatment that white people get, though. Mm-hmm. Equal treatment is not preferential treatment. I think it's hilarious that they see equal treatment as preferential when it's somebody belonging to one of those protected classes. But when it's happening for them, it's not. Well, people already assume that we're not qualified, even if affirmative action legislation never existed. Mm -hmm. Before it was ever a thing, people assumed that. People would and do continue to assume it. We just talked about all these court cases and legislation banning the use of affirmative action. So, like, I don't want to say it's never applied because I'm sure that's not true. But even if you want to just replace affirmative action with these diversity initiatives that a lot of companies have now, diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. This is a case where people believe that equal treatment means we are receiving special treatment. To treat us equally is somehow to favor us over white people or over men, over non-disabled people, over Christians, whatever the fucking case is. And that's not true. I just really honestly think it's because that's the way discrimination works. And so in their minds, like, yes, we favor white people. Yes, we favor men. Yes, we favor Christians. Yes, we favor able-bodied people. So because that's the way we've done it, that's what you're doing now. Scarcity mindset. Yes. Back to that. Like, there's not enough of it to go around. Let's not talk about when we did it. Let's not talk about the reason affirmative action exists is because we did it for so long. Let's talk about now that we are not legally allowed to discriminate against you, how that's unfair to us and how somehow that puts us at a disadvantage. It was okay when you were at a disadvantage. But it is definitely not okay now that we are at a perceived disadvantage, even though we technically aren't. It's not okay now that the playing field is level, is attempting to be level. Attempting. It's kind of like when you're looking at something from a bird's eye view and it looks like it's smooth. And then you get down there and you walk in and you're like, oh, this this is not what I thought it was going to (laughs) be. Yeah. For the folks in marginalized communities who think, that affirmative action legislation robs us of the respect of our peers. Fuck wrong with you. If someone thinks you got in as a diversity hire and not based on your qualifications, they already don't think they don't respect you. Mm-hmm. They assume that by looking at you, they ain't seen your CV, your resume. They assume it by looking at you. Which means, which they means they don't fucking respect that. you. And they were already predisposed to that sort of ideology. You can't change someone's mind 
just by changing the laws. If they think this about you, it's because they already were. And it doesn't matter what you do, take away affirmative action. They are already predisposed to think that about you anyway. Well, and here's what we're doing instead. Because let's take education, for instance, and um, all the freaking out over critical race theory, uh, hurting white people's feelings and teaching about racialized people's experiences in the classroom. Because that's mm-hmm. that extends far beyond CRT. Because what these folks are doing now is implementing legislation to protect the feelings of white people. I think this applies here because... They are very uncomfortable, quite clearly, and it starts before you ever get a job, before you ever go to higher education. They do not want you to have equal access to information, equal access to opportunities, equal ability to even express yourself, right? We're just talking about you You can't even talk about your experience as a racialized person or talk about the experiences of racialized people throughout history. Especially if it's not painting white people, A, as the center, and B, in a positive light. Right. It starts before we ever get to university and the workplace. And, I mean, it reaffirms this idea that white people deserve preferential treatment and the rest of us don't. Yep. That's how people come up believing this bullshit Mm -hmm. about how we don't deserve to be in the same spaces as them. Mm Mm-hmm. This all goes to reaffirm this idea that when you are supporting us as marginalized people, that's discriminatory. But um, when it's in favor of folks who are not marginalized, it's somehow not. When you're coddling them, that's not special treatment. I need somebody to explain that. That's just America. Bro, this is backward. So... That's affirmative action for you. It's been wildly misconstrued. Weaponized. It has been weaponized and applied in a way that I do not think JFK or LBJ or anybody who campaigned for affirmative action legislation afterward, Mm -hmm. they did not intend it to be used in this way. But again, like Olivia said, this is a no-win situation. How do you take affirmative action without making it seem like it's discriminatory? How do you take specific steps to improve equality, but you don't have things in place like diversity hiring or your DEI initiatives? I don't know if there's a good answer because the folks who are not in protected classes, as long as they have to live, learn, and work alongside us, and we have access to resources and opportunities, the same ones that they do, Somehow we're getting handouts like we didn't work our asses off and earn what we have and earn our place. A lot of times we have to work a lot harder to get to the same place. Yeah, we we have to work a lot harder to get to where they are. I've said before, if this was a fucking meritocracy, we would have way more than what we actually do. It's very time consuming to deal with all this discrimination and bigotry on a fucking daily basis. That's why I liked lockdown because you really got to just stay away from people and you didn't have daily occurrences of microaggressions and discrimination and pick your fucking poison. But yo, they were trying to figure this shit out since 1961. Here we are 61 years later and they 
still ain't got it together. So I do not. Nope, have we're hope. turning time backward. I do not have hope. This is Intersectional Insights. If you like our content, leave us a rating or review to help the podcast. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you have any comments, questions, or topic suggestions, you can email us, intersectionalinsights at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.